0: From worlds beyond, to right right at the gaming gaming table, table. these are Are All My Fantasy fantasy Children.
1: Hey! Yep! Hey, Aaron! Welcome all, to All My Fantasy Children, my name is Aaron Catano Asayez. And my name is Jeff Stormer. And this is All My Fantasy Children. It's a character creation, world building, and storytelling podcast powered by listener prompts. Each week we take a listener submitted prompt and create the greatest story of all time and use that character story to create, uh, to populate a fantasy world called fantasy. That's right. Every week we take a listener submitted prompt and we tell the story of three men and a baby. Oh. Best story of all time. Is it? How does that one end? I don't know. (laughs) It didn't, didn't finish it. Never finished. No. Did you ever finish Three Men and a Baby? I don't know that I've ever started Three Men and a Baby. It won all those Academy Awards. I don't know how you didn't. It was up for an Academy Award last year. I it's up for Academy Awards every year. <laughs> it's been up for an Academy Award every year since 1980s. Mm. It's never won anything though. Like I really thought this year it had it for best screenplay. It's, it's it's the new it's the Susan Lucci. Sure, I know. It's such a shame. Like. All right. I, we don't do this a lot, but can we have a Twitter call for justice that three men and a baby finally <laughs> wins th- best best sound editing in a in a in a drama and a drama or if you're listening to this, can you please tweet the hashtag uh, Oscar three men and a baby and we'll know. Yeah, we'll all know. We'll, we'll all, all know. understand. It's time. But anyway, um, we take listener proud, we create the greatest story of all time. Um but also it's the new year. It's it's the 5th of January, the year 2020. And 2020's that's a, here. That's a big deal for us because we've made a lot of horrible cyberpunk 2020 stories. And they've all come true in the last five days. That is correct. And uh, I wanted to introduce you all. To, this is the year of the pumpkin, Jeff. This is all my fancy children's. This is about to be our biggest year. Okay. I don't know why. I'm just saying that it is. It's kind of like the secret where I'm trying to put it out into the universe. Sure. All right. And this is our biggest year yet. Um, and I, I want to start with a new segment that's just kind of called getting to know you, getting to know all about you, and where we ask each other a question, just to chat. Okay. Uh,
0: what is your favorite comfort food? Uh, my favorite comfort food, Uh, it's probably soda.
1: It's probably Coca-Cola. Oh, like as a meal, like you'll just oh, eat, like as a meal, eat like a can of Coca-Cola.
0: Like I'll just, i will, like, <laughs> if I'm, if like, that's a I, I will specifically like treat my, like, that's a, that's what I treat my, that's what I go to as a treat myself. I love like, that.
1: I'll like take a trip down to the Wawa and buy like a fountain soda. I like that. From oh. the Coke Freestyle. See, that's really specific. I appreciate that. That level of specificity is what I'm all about. Diet cherry, vanilla, Dr. Pepper. Oh, from the fountain at Wawa? Oh. Yeah.
0: So good. It's
1: great. It's, go- it's, it's gold. That's a good one.
0: And then I'll probably get like a bag of chips maybe with that. Yeah. The thing is, like, the thing is the Wawa, they only sell like the larger bags of chips. Like yes. even like the, I guess you'd call them like snack size, mm-hmm. are like the three serving bags of chips. Yeah. So I'll usually buy them and then like put them in sandwich bags and only eat like a little bit. That's discipline. The thing is, I am used to, I work outside of the city. Mm-hmm. But I'm used to city bodegas. Yeah. Where I can buy a 35 cent bag of chips that is exactly the amount that I want. That makes sense. So like when I buy the large bag, like I know how much I want and it's more than this. So I will I will bag up the excess chips. What is the, the chip- chips
1: in this case is Dur- is Doritos spicy sweet chili. Those are so good. They're so outstandingly good. I don't know how Doritos has done it. They've been consistently incredible for ye- decades. I fucking love Doritos. They consistently up the game. They consistently up the game. Did you like Doritos 3D back in the day? I loved them. They were so fun. They were like little were chubby great. and they would kind of like pop in your mouth. They were very crisp. Oh, they, they had like the consistency of like, what are they called? Munchos? Yeah,
0: and you know and you know I'm down for a Doritos Locos
1: taco. Oh, I've never had one of those. Oh my goodness. I hear they're I'm, a lot down. of I heard there are a hoot.
0: I think they retired the one that is my favorite. I have to like look it up. I know they retired the cool ranch, which was really, really good. Yeah. Uh and I think they may have retired the spicy. Motherfucker. And the spicy was like outstanding. That's the spicy unacceptable. was where it's at.
1: So if you're listening to this, tweet hashtag Doritos Locos for Jeff. And, no, I'm kidding. <laughs>
0: Please, no. Do that. Um, this is I'm not kidding. D- tweet, hashtag Doritos Locos for Jeff. Let's get spicy Doritos Locos taco shells back on the menu. Yeah. Also, while we're here demanding things be put back on Taco Bell menus, I want the, uh, I don't remember the name of it, mm-hmm. but the black taco that was like a spicy Whoa. Monterey, like a pepper jack cheese sauce on it. What? Spicy? I'm going to look this up i'm looking this up live on air see black taco bell taco taco uh the blackjack taco i think is the one i'm thinking of (laughs) yeah yeah it came it was a blackjack taco Uh uh-huh uh it came looking at it yeah it had a it had a a, a cheese sauce
1: it was great it had like (laughs) a little cheese sauce I'm looking at all these Taco Bell dishes. Jeff, I have to say, they literally, to me, who's like, I'm not really into Taco Bell, they all look the same to me. Oh, they all taste the same. Like, they're all going to taste the same. But they have little additions like a cheese sauce. Yeah, I'm looking at a picture of this. What's it called? Blackjack taco? The blackjack taco. The advertised one has a thick layer of this cheese sauce. That's great. great. Oh, boy. Well, damn. Well, thank you for for that very thorough (laughs) answer. I appreciate that. That's what we're here for. Specificity. Aaron, what is your comfort food? Oh, I go for pho all day, every day. Okay. I could yep. eat a bowl of pho for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, as God intended. It is just so warm and cozy, and it can be light. You know, you can customize it. Oh, I, yeah, for sure. The way I do it is literally, like, they give you the herbs, you know, the cilantro, mm-hmm. the basil, blah, blah, blah. I put everything in there, and then I let it sit. So, like, usually— oh, you got to. People are, like, eating their pho, but I'm still, like, ripping up basil and putting in the cilantro and all that stuff. It, it just makes me so happy. It's it's such a cozy food. I love going to little spots. You know, it's it's just my favorite thing. I get it. I, I, I completely get it. I mean, that's one of
0: those, like, for me, customizing dishes is really, like, important. Yeah. Like, I go hard on customizable things. Like frozen yogurt? You like frozen yogurt? I'm a sucker for frozen yogurt. Oh. I go hard on a fro-yo. What's your weapon of choice? It's hard to say because, like, I really, truly will, like, step back when I get to a Froyo place. Yeah. Because I have to assess all of the flavors as well as the toppings. Yes.
1: It's a play. Like, you I have to, have to have take a, a
0: holistic view of the entire experience. And, like, there's a moment where you will see me, like, the meme of the woman with, like, the figures in front of her face. Yes. And, like, watch me be like, okay, okay, what do we got? What do we got? What? Okay, okay, we've got this flavor of Froyo. What do we have toppings? What do I have that'll go with this? Uh, Okay, so we've got got a mint Froyo. Great. Uh, Okay, they've got crushed up Oreos. That's awesome. That'll go great in there. That's going to be a mint chocolate effect. Uh, And you'll see me, like, piece all of this together, and then I just, like, attack it. And then I am strategic.
1: You gotta. There's no, I'm not, I'm not flying. I'm not piecemealing this. No. Piecemealing? Oh, I see what you mean.
0: <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not being like, okay, cool. I got my strawberry froyo. What's going to go in here? I already know.
1: Yeah, no, fuck I've got that. the
0: whole thing worked out. Excellent. Because I don't want to get three steps in. Yeah. I don't want to put mint froyo in here, get to the toppings and
1: not have any chocolate options. See, this is important. This is important podcasting. This is important for our listeners to know. And it's important for me to know. Yeah. What is your what's your fro, what's what's your oh, fro? plain tart? And I get uh, well, I mean, it's it depends. I prefer the fruit flavors because mm-hmm. um, then you can put berries on them. But I do sure. like the plain uh, tart flavor the best because yeah, you goes can't go well wrong with, with tart. Exactly. It goes well with the granola and berries and all that stuff. But I will end up usually getting every flavor and making some kind of slurry because I want to try mm. them all. Fair. Solid. Solid plan. Solid yeah. plan. I usually go for the I usually go for the sweets. I usually go for the chocolates or
0: the mints or the. Like the save, like the more, the more, the more, like sweet, sweet Froyo.
1: I'm about it. Thank you for joining me, Jeff, in the year of the pumpkin right. section season. This was episode one of getting to know. It. Imagine if we did segments like that that were very specific. I'd love it. I know. I'm we, all in. We can start. We'll do this next time. Um, but let's get to listener submitted prompt. Let's make a character. It's the first one of the year. First one, 2020. I guess we can talk about Froyo too. Um. <laughs> Prompt comes to us from our Discord submission channel, Uh, prompt submission channel on our Discord. Prompt is from Merle, or Merle. And the prompt is, Lavender Gleam, Apprentice Crystal Forger. Okay, cool. Which Did is very it? interesting, because we've talked about crystals, like, way back in the day, and, like, dwarves, like, like, very briefly, how, like, dwarves are into crystals. But it doesn't have to be the story of a dwarf. Like, what's the first image that uh comes to your mind? I'm down, I'm down, I'm down to take, to to dig into some dwarf lore. Okay, so let's, let's kind of build, like, we never talk about, like, what's like to be a dwarf in Geode, or, like, really the dwarves in general. We talk about, like, the machine god stuff, and all that, like, invention stuff, but I want to, like, talk, like, I want to build some, uh, crystal dwarven culture with you. Like, what is the importance of crystals to dwarves? Um, Cool. My first thought is this is just my first idea from a crystal forger. Um because if okay, if a crystal is like, you know, like a geo, the rough outside like you cut it open and inside are like these beautiful crystals. Are crystals like the are they like materia in Final Fantasy VII where it's like ley line energy that solidifies?
0: Oh yeah, for sure. They're definitely they, they channel magic through. It's a it's a magic channeling thing where they are you know, essence of pure magic that you then tap into and use as a power source that through which magic is channeled and amplified and affected or, uh, you know, twisted or... Uh, altered in some way like it's it's a conduit i think is the word i'm looking for
1: i like that because it makes me think of the truest the truest way to describe it would be like materia where like you have yeah. uh you have a rusty iron sword you slam this like green cut gem into it and all of a sudden like it shoots tornadoes but the the specificity specificity would be a cut gem and that's where lavender gleam comes in because i think turning this raw material of, like, this essence of magic and life and, like, the planet into something that can do a specific thing... You know what I mean? Because yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you said once that magic is wild and unpredictable, and, like, just taking a crystal out of a wall and shoving it into a sword, it might do fucking anything. You yeah. know what I mean? It'd, it'd be terrifying. So, like, a gemologist or, like, a crystal... Uh, a gem cutter. A gem cutter. Would it's, be... about, it's about the cut of it.
0: Because we've said oh. before that, like, magic is born... A lot of magic is born out of, like, craft, out of, like, the, the uh, application of a science or art. So it's, it's how we cut these raw crystals, like the specific angles and the faces and the, the, how we implant it into an object, all of those things direct this, this wild and chaotic energy into a specific function and purpose.
1: I love this. And a a quick detail, dwarves. We don't really talk about like what cultures look like, except for like beast folk, obviously, because it's hilarious. Our dwarves. Dwarves like part crystal or part stone. Like is some, yeah. some part of them like I always see them as being like a little cr- like at least one part of every dwarf is like a little crystalline, just for fun because oh, yeah. I think I it's like, like a cool detail of like one dwarf like you know your hair might be like crystal tips or just a complete crystal or like you have one like a hand that's just like this beautiful crystal cut crystal thing it doesn't do it. anything. It might not do anything, but it is a cool aesthetic. I dig it. Cool. Um, so, Lavender Gleam is an apprentice crystal forger, so they're not a master gem cutter yet. Right, that is correct. Now, becoming one, they want to clearly become a master gem cutter, yeah? Yes. Hmm. Let me roll in their pronouns real quick. Okay. Uh, it's a five ant. So they are an apprentice crystal forger. Hey, Jeff, how do you become a master?
0: Um, I think the way you become a master... Is I really want to lean into like being part crystal because it's cool. Yeah. I kind of think it is like I like the idea that there is like a process or an, a thing that you undertake. Yeah. That like um, in which there's like a communion between you and the crystal. Oh. Where like. Oh, um, so good. It, like you can be. In the way that you can be, like, a world-class, uh, like, minor league ball player. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, like, like, I like the idea that you can be, like, an extremely good apprentice, and there are people that are apprentice, uh, gem forgers, and that is as far as they go. Because the idea of, like, descending into a cave where your crystal becomes one with the mountain, and, like, that energy, like, flows through you and changes you. Yeah. Is terrifying.
1: And it's 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 a cool thing because like in in real life you know there are people who believe in like the power of the resonance of crystals and the frequencies mm-hmm. and vibrations. So I think this is a cool thing to take from that, where like you have to essentially attune yourself to the planet, yeah, to like the greater, uh, like the greater hum or like the the vibration of the planet, the song yeah. of the planet, essentially has to reverberate within you to what give you a better understanding of the craft. Yeah, like you, you have to you have to learn to speak to the crystals. Sure. Oh, you like sync up with it, basically. Yeah. Oh, baby. So you have to attune. You know what I mean? In fantasy, D, and like you know, tabletop talk, you would like basically be attuning with the crystals. That is correct. Which is a set, which would be attuning with the ley lines. That's yeah. fire. Um. So we have lavender gleam. They are a dwarf. Yeah. Yeah. What What part of them is crystal? Um. It can be many
0: things. Let's go with an arm. Arms, like a cool crystal arm kind of, you know, Cable?
1: Yep. From the X-Men? Yeah, we've only referenced Cable like 20 times in this show. Doesn't matter. (laughs) I know, I know. That's what I mean. They crystal arm, Very cool. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm about this. Um, So there's this beautiful crystal arm, uh, and they are an apprentice. Do they have a master? Like, do they Um, have someone who they are, a mentor who they're studying under?
0: I like that the... There are not that like you don't study under masters.
1: I like that. I dig it. That, like it's a personal that, like, journey.
0: Yeah. It's not a it's not a because like we've said before that like a lot of dwarven culture is sort of raised by community. Yes. Like that that multiple people raise you. So the idea of then having a second master to teach under feels false to me. Yeah, I dig that. I so like I that. like the idea that like you are raised by a group of people, right? Like you have like seven parents, essentially. Yes. And when you become an adult, you just become a part of that community and you kind of learn that sort of that sort of it takes a village viewpoint extends into adulthood where you learn not from a single person guiding you, but from a wealth of resources. People will teach you for a week or a month or an afternoon and then and like it, it, it's your own journey, right? Like it is a thing that values you know your the way your way is going to be different than my way
1: so I'm not going to like force you to to follow in my footsteps. I dig it and now I think the difference between an apprentice uh, crystal gem cutter you said we'll call them mm-hmm. the difference between an apprentice gem cutter and like a master is a level of attunement and then like what can an apprentice do uh, like is that hmm okay, is it an apprentice gem cutter? Can tap into their own crystal because they know themselves, obviously, and they can use whatever part of their body is crystal to produce an effect. But a master can get other crystals and a like you know and like maybe put them in like a sword or put them in the other arm and you know what I mean like harness the power of outside crystals. I don't know.
0: I think what it is. I think bouncing off of that. I like the idea that like what if it's that a master can know what it like you can know what a crystal like the things a crystal can do because they're in communion with it they're in conversation with the crystal they can you know know whereas i think it's more like experimental if you're an apprentice like it's more like i'm going to cut it this way yeah because based on my other the other crystals that i've seen if i carve it this way then it should imbue ice powers whereas i as a master can like look at a crystal and speak to it and be like how do I get you to create, to produce ice powers? Like what mm. what do you need to look like? How do I visualize this? Whereas that whereas I might carve this and I might just fuck it up.
1: Yeah, and it, there's a cool thing that you coming from that where it's when you're communing with it, you can kind of. You know, if you're like this is a uh, this blue crystal can make ice powers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whereas like a master would be like, "Yes, but that also means water. That means like a level of moisture. Like there's many yeah. things that they can do with it." Instead of like it's sort of like an apprentice surrenders to the power of the crystal like it's like this can do one thing. I kind of have to follow the follow the lead of the crystal. Being a master is like you work with it. To be like, how can we get the most out of our relationship, our symbiotic relationship, our, you know, like the idea of like a blacksmith and a metal if they were working in tandem rather than just someone hitting a metal with a hammer? You know what I mean? Yeah. If you yeah. could speak to that metal and be like, what will we make together? Lump of lead. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's someone who communes, collaborate. It's a collaborative effort when you're a master. I like, like
0: that. I like what you said of like, it is a. It is looking at like a crystal and being like, "This is a blue crystal. Like we mined it from this spot. This means that it will create this effect. It is reliable." Whereas there's a certain sense of lateral thinking of ma- at mastery level where it's okay, yeah. So this 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 has this potential. I could take it in 14 different directions. I just need to commune with it and understand how to get it to that place. Yes, yes, yes. It's yes, a predictable. Yes. It's one predictable
1: effect versus 14 variable effects. I love it. So how do you want to meet Lavender Gleam? Do you have any ideas? Hmm. Do they want to become a master? I think so. I, I okay. mean, it, it, it makes a good job. I, I don't see why one wouldn't, because it's like a, it's a, you know, I, I, I think of it as like, it's something that everybody who is a gem cutter. Well, it, let me, let me ask you this then. Yeah. Because let me throw a question. Let me throw you a hard question. Okay.
0: Why wouldn't someone want to become one? And why, and from that, we'll figure out why, like, what, uh, what, what was their name?
1: Lavender Gleam.
0: What Lavender is undertaking by choosing to become one? Like, what is the very real reason why you would say, I'm fine,
1: I'm fine Mm -hmm. as an apprentice? Um, is, it could be a danger, it could be level of difficulty, it could be, you know. What, what,
0: I'm saying what, like, and what, what, what answer to that question is most appealing to you?
1: Um... If like what is the thing to you that like that, that made that, that would make you step back and say, I don't want to pursue this mastery? It might be like you don't want to you're essentially becoming like you're connected to the planet at that point. Once mm-hmm. you become a master, you're like you're plugged into the matrix and you can't unplug. Sure. You're like okay. a part of the world because you're you're connecting with like, like I said, like the I think of this like as if a crystal gives off a hum or a vibration. It's something where like that level of white noise, that static, is forever a part of you. Whereas if Apprentice is very much like individualized, like this is just my arm and I yeah. can tap into it.
0: I like that, and I think I want to throw in a, a visual detail of um taking a cue from friend of the show, Tracy Barnett, former former AMFC co-host Tracy Barnett's Love it. Ironetta Accelerated. The idea of, like, um, there was a character they threw in when we played Ironetta for Party of One, which was, like, a stone giant that lived beneath the earth. And we had a character moment, spoilers for that episode, that came out, like, a year and a half ago. Yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, my character had made a deal with this giant, and in, pr- in doing so, she became a giant over time. Like, she slowly started to grow and change. Her skin became rocky, and she started to grow crystals. I almost like that idea that, like, once you commune, like, that energy, that all—that chaotic power, like, surge of energy never stops flowing through you, and you eventually become, like, a giant living beneath the earth. And it's not, like, a bad thing. Like, it is not at all a bad thing. Yeah. But it is simply a change. Like, it is you accepting that you will, A, live for a thousand million years— as a giant, as a crystalline giant living beneath the earth, yeah, and like you are accepting that you are accepting that like this change is coming, and there's nothing you can do to stop it.
1: Okay, that gives me a really cool idea because of our uh, of our lore thing of your contribution to the planet lingers on. It makes mm-hmm. me think that this thing kind of like accelerates, like you t- you ex- your your mortality kind of accelerates. That's the right way of phrasing it, right? Like you'll die quicker. Essentially, you sure, turn into yeah. a crystal. And you become incredibly powerful and you become a source of power for future gem cutters. Yeah. You're essentially adding your voice to the grander song of the crystals, therefore increasing the planet's strength marginally and, like, increasing this power source. But you are giving yourself up in the process.
0: Yeah. You kind of – there's a giving up of self, right? Like that you are saying, I am going to be effectively immortal. Mm Mm-hmm. But I'm going to be immortal in the form of a giant crystalline giant that lives beneath the surface that people come and, like, chisel gems from, and, and I give them in exchange for, like, mysterious quests and things. I love it. You
1: become pre- pretty much, like, a, a piece of the greater tapestry.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's saying, it's saying, I have my my lot, it's it's basically my lot in life is to become greater than myself and to become this other thing.
1: I Love that. That honestly fits in with our kind of like geode dwarven idea of like reinvention, and the you know the exterior is nothing. It's about like what's inside, yeah. like a geode. So I fuck with this now. Lab- and there's 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 people that will just say I'm I'd rather live my
0: life on my own terms. Like there are people that. that will say I will live and I will die, and that's fine. Like but and just as there are people that will say I I'm going to live forever as a giant beneath the earth. Like it's not a it's not something that I think is frowned upon. Yeah. It's not something that is treated with fear. Yeah. Because there are just people for whom that is the right choice for them. And there are people that there are people that will look at that choice in the eye and say, it's not me. And is that, that is
1: equally accepted. Is that lavender gleam? Is this an apprentice? Like the, the prompt says they're a, a, a crystal forging apprentice or a jewel cutter apprentice. Does that mean that they do not take the choice of becoming a crystalline giant? I think they do take the choice. I, I think we're it. finding
0: them at the moment that they're taking the choice. Okay. And I want to ask you, getting to know them, again, throwing you the hard question of, like, why did they take the choice? Like, what is it about the choice that to them is without question, whereas someone else it may be, it may be a, que- a without question of, like,
1: never? There's many interesting questions here because it's, like, it could be, like, a quest for greater power, a quest for greater understanding, a level of selflessness. It can be, like, you know... um, Something bad happened and they want to make right in the world. They want to do better for future generations. You know, it can be all of them. It can. But just for the sake of time, why would I choose to shorten my basically lifespan, my magical fantasy lifespan of like a million fucking years? Giving up your conscious, like
0: giving up your consciousness, right? Like, you know, becoming this thing in communion with like the world at large, this being. Becoming this being at at communion with the world at large.
1: I mean, I always love overcoming like a, a grand obstacle, you know, saving a town or something like that, or defeating a great evil. I, I, that's me. I love like the grand fantasy quest where it's like the only way to stop it would be by taking this task and like to save a town or something. Hmm. You know, that that's my first thought. That that ties into what I, I connected when you said a uh, selflessness, and I think
0: it's I like that idea of like. To keep a town alive or afloat like mm. it is okay, well then I'm going to I'm going to do this so that other people may thrive and may be happy and may you know, yeah grow, uh, may stand on
1: the shoulders of a literal giant. Yeah, like because it, it, it gives me this idea that like yes, there would be some who are like, you know, right out the gate they're like, I want to do this. So that I can add my power to the grander tapestry, and there are some that would be like it's desperation, where it's like i need we need something, or else a lot of people are going to be in trouble if I don't do this act, you know what I mean if I don't mm-hmm. get more power, you know, or if I don't add to if I don't add to the tapestry, you know the crops stop growing or the water stops flowing or the mountain crumbles, or you know what I mean things like that mm-hmm. where it, because if you're it would be as if like you know, you're, if your crops are weak and, like, all oh, the soil is really bad, if you became a certain frequency, if, you know, if you tapped into a certain frequency of crystal, you could, like, you know, feed the soil for millennia. You would be the source of, like, you know, nature. You could be, I guess, because you could amplify power. You couldn't—essentially, is it, like, an amplification of a magical power? It can be anything. Yeah. Interesting. So Lavender Gleam, I like the idea that you said of them, like, doing a heroic action, right? Yeah. Now, what is it? You know, they don't have to be in Geo. They don't have to be, they can be in a new place. What is, you know, so it's as a result of a crisis. It's as the result of a problem that they take this choice. I think so. That to me reads desperation. That's like last resort or like everyone turns to the apprentice and they're like, you know, is this the only person, are they the only person that can help? I almost don't want it to be desperation. Okay. And I'm wondering, I'm like trying to
0: look at like throwing that, complication into it yeah i'm trying to look at it and see like if it's i have to do this to overcome this obstacle but i'm not desperate for it yeah what does that look like because that's interesting to me but i'm not sure like what form that takes
1: god this is very hard um what is something bad that can happen where someone would stand up and say i'm becoming something greater than myself you know and giving up essentially myself over later on because it would give you massive power while you're alive yeah you would have a command over like nature you know yeah over anything over like reality basically and what what that like you know what i mean that's such a grand amount of power to be a master gem gem cutter that i'm like what is like you know what is it is it just like you know a villain or is it I, i don't know what else it could be
0: i like the visual of them like there being this element of them like breathing and like squaring their shoulders and being like i okay it's time now you know what i mean like it's it being a sense of perhaps it perhaps to me that reads almost as overdue okay or accepting accepting something like a choice that was made longer like a while ago and being like
1: it's it's now i'm now i'm now ready i have an idea that gives me a pitch this person, Lavender Gleam, is a dwarf in an er- in a region that we have not discussed yet. A new in a new area, and there are two cities that have been in conflict for is all this time itself. These two places have simply just been at odds with each other, and you know they've been battling over something for a very long time. And I think this is a this is an act of peace. This is an act of brokering peace. This gesture, this becoming this peacemaker, becoming this interruption of a conflict or someone who brings peace to a conflict. I don't know. I'm just getting that kind of – that was the first thing I thought of when you said, like, it's long overdue. I was seeing something like, you know, there's this – these two cities that are, you know, at odds with each other. Two factions, two people. I don't know.
0: Windstream and Arrowjet, the two cities on the opposite side
1: of the the ever-flowing gust. Ooh, okay dig that they're at odds with each other over something over what over land over you know an age-old dispute that like long since forgotten in time you know Mm -hmm. uh you know something like that or is there okay this this is my pitch for you in the what was it called the eternal gust the eternal gust which is just literally like
0: picture like uh uh, almost like a river but like a single jet stream that is like on the just like Two or three feet above the ground that like will sweep things away as if it were an undercurrent. Like it just blows. Yeah. And it just blows from I don't know, like a like a a tie ty- a valley or a chasm or like a portal, like a gap, or like okay. a stone structure of some kind to another kind of stone, stone structure. So that gives me a nice
1: image of this gust is it's coming from somewhere. And inside of it, I'm thinking that there's something suspended that these two kingdoms want. Mm. Something like a, you know, a legendary buckler that gives you the ability to live forever or something. And the gust that is containing it, that is keeping it there, is trying to protect it so no one can have it. And the gust is coming from a crystal master. Mm -hmm. And they're keeping it from someone. But these two city-states have been warring and warring. And Lavender Gleam is what? Just like an apprentice who's like... You know, do someone, do one of them get it? Or they just want to stop the conflict so that this crystal can like rest or something.
0: I like that. I like that they just want to, they, they want to end, they've, they've grown up amongst this conflict, right? They've grown up, they've grown up with both sides, like fighting for this thing that commands the eternal gust. And they have finally just reached a point of like, they're like, I could stop this. Yeah. It's possible for me to put an end to this. And in doing so, maybe usher in an era where these two
1: cities are not at odds with each other. I dig it. They're from the town of Hollow Creek, and Mm -hmm. Hollow Creek is located, like, literally in between the two, right beneath, like, this buckler, caught like the gust of wind is right above it. And so, mm-hmm. all city, like, all, you know, negotiations, all brokering is done in Hollow Creek. And they're just a kid. What a, They're just, like, a, what, a young person, an old person? They're just a person who has been in this town forever. What? Just, like, what do they do? Like, what's their deal? Do we want to roll? Do you want to do, like, events of childhood, events of adulthood or something? And, like, you know, is this—because we have the plot. We have the thing. We know that they eventually become a grand—a uh, a gem-cutting master— to end this conflict do we want to find out who they were and then get to the the moment where they end the conflict
0: well i think we've gotten to know who they are because they are a gem cutter right like they are somebody that makes these for that makes these things so like i guess to throw out another question like what is it that is appealing about like carving these gems imbuing things with magical powers like what is it that is appealing to them like what is it What's the first thing that comes to mind when you think about somebody doing this and
1: finding like a sublime sense of joy in it? I think it keeps the city of Hollow Creek safe. It okay. keeps it. It keeps it quite literally. I think like either encased in like a dome or walled away, or or it keeps them safe. It keeps from it keeps the them gale. safe from the
0: gust. Yes. Yeah, it keeps them safe from from the wind. Like this wind could destroy things. I mean, it is ever blowing. In the same way that, like, a, if a river flowed over top of it, it would erode things, it would destroy things. They live in this, like, dome that, like, is kept up by obelisks encrusted with these gems
1: that are carved out by these gem cutters. Like, they are objects that protect people. I love this. And they, like, kind of, like, earth bend them to be or, like, you know, coat them in layers of crystal to keep them kind of, like, anchored down and safe and, like, covered, you know? Mm-hmm. And that kind of gives me a picture of like who they are. Okay, give me.
0: Because they like protect Like they do this to protect people. And then eventually, you know, the fact that they then they, they are their job is to is protecting people from this larger than life thing mm-hmm. that they would then also make the decision to become this other larger than life thing to protect people. Yeah. Tells me that they are somebody that enjoys protecting people. Yeah, they are somebody that finds value in. In the act of making people safe.
1: Yeah. Like that tells me a lot about who they are as a person. When Lavender Gleam was young and they decided to be a gem cutter, an apprentice, it was something out of initially this started because of like, you know, a, it's, I think it's, it was a passion. It was a fun thing where it was like, I enjoy using crystals to heal. I enjoy, you know, it's fun. I would, it's pretty cool. You know what I mean? And it would be like an almost a fascination with the power of crystals. You know what I mean? Yep. Like what greater power can you achieve by tap harnessing the power of these rocks? And, you know, yeah. you you. I, I imagine people going panhandling and, like, a crystal turns up in your bin and you study it and you put it on your mantle and you're like, what can this do, blah, 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 blah. And then eventually I think they are elevated to a position of, like, they are the – essentially, like, the leader, the protector of uh, Hollow Creek. Maybe they are, like – they run the peace negotiations. They are the ones in contact with the two kingdoms. Yeah. And it sucks. Like this is this is not fun. They're they're yeah. I'm seeing is this is getting in the way of what they want and what they want is to reach that greater understanding. They're just a crystals nerd. They're like, yeah, I just wanna sure. I just I could spend my days in caves, you know, and panhandling, but this fucking conflict is keeping us from like, you know, they they have a greater understanding of the world. You know, gem gem mm-hmm. cutters would know that like Everything is interconnected. Our personal squabbles literally do not matter. You know, I'm. You know, look around you. These rocks are very much the embodiment of who we are, and like our stories. And you know, maybe they realize at one point, in cutting these crystals, you know, they they get their first whiff of like the greater tale of the world, and they've seen sure. that this conflict has existed over multiple generations in many iterations of Hollow Creek and the two cities. And they they see how pointless it is, and so they're like, "I have to obtain, I have to kind of show people this. I have to, I don't know, like become part of the tapestry in order to end this conflict by showing them that like this is just history repeating itself. This is so stupid. Mm-hmm. Is it something I think like that? Let me
0: throw let me let me throw out a pitch to kind of add on to that. Please, we have not established what this crystal is what the crystal that creates the Everlasting Gale is. Oh, shit. You're right. What, like, if they if they catch a whiff of this, like, what I want to propose is that whatever this crystal is, whatever is creating the Everlasting Gust, we'll figure out what the proper name for it is at some point, or maybe we won't. Who's to say? Um, Whatever's creating this elemental effect is not connected to the other crystals. Like, it is. Oh. it is an object from another dimension or from another time or something. And, like, to understand it, would be like to someone that is passionate about understanding like how crystals fit into things yeah to understand this like otherworldly other dimensional object is fascinating, and like they're like look if it if i if ending this conflict is the only way that we as 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 people like if if forging an alliance between these two kingdoms is how we collectively between the three of us between our three homes are able to like study this crystal without fighting over it and without waging this this everlasting war over it then i will become the giant that guards this crystal like i will do this if it allows us the opportunity to study this thing and understand it and perhaps understand like where it came from perhaps understand like some way of traveling beyond this dimension this world that we live in like it it is this object that is disconnected that is not connected to the to the rest of this this space so to study it, to explore it, to experience it is, is the kind of opportunity that is only presented if this, this war is ended and if the combined resources of these three kingdoms is put, is put towards it. So they're like, look, if this is the only way to do this, then I accept. If, oh, okay. if this will make the people safe so that we can truly, truly gain the, a greater understanding as opposed to, to squandering the potential of this object. Then I accept. I, I will accept my lot in the world.
1: That makes I love it so much. And it, it gives me this idea that, so you said that the Gale comes from basically like another dimensional type feel. Like it's mm-hmm. out of this world. It's something not of like magic. You know, like it's out of Lavender Gleam's understanding. Yeah. They, they travel to perhaps like the cavern, you know, that it comes from. Yep. And they find this like, it's kind of just like a gash in a rock wall. And it just is just pouring out. But if you looked into the gash, you would just see like, you know, stars or like ink, you know, something, something not of this world. It's clearly not like magic, because clearly if they were to tap into like, what is the source of this? They would get nothing. You know, it'd be like Googling. Did you mean rock? Um, And the only way to kind of stop this gale, maybe. Do you remember what you named the two cities by any chance? Um, I don't at all remember That's okay. them. So perhaps there's something to solve because they're they're fighting over an object that is suspended in the eternal gale, mm-hmm. right? But to obtain it, perhaps it benefits the three parties. You know, it, it it benefits the three parties to make the gale stop. Perhaps City A has something that can help City B. You know what I mean? But if they worked mm-hmm. together, they'd be able to stop this gale and kind of like live in harmony. But they all need What if it's need, not even trying something... to stop the gale? What if it's that they like they all have pieces of the puzzle? That's what I mean. Right? Yeah. Like, they all have something that each other needs. Yeah. But they're not willing like to it, give it's, it up.
0: It's pieces of information. It's like, you know, the history of when the gale started. It It's it's the the detailed notes on the effects of the wind over time. It is it is like it is to the archaeological puzzle of what this thing represents and what it is. There need there are pieces that can only come from collaboration
1: then okay then if that is the solution to this why does lavender gleam choose to become a giant crystal person to over time why do they why do they reach for the power you know what i mean what will that Mm -hmm. accomplish peace like will that broker peace you know will it just like stop the conflict somehow Mm. you know what i mean hmm yeah because that's what i'm like okay great the problem is established why does lavender gleam reach for the power you know does it come to a head and like hollow creek is destroyed or something i don't know
0: perhaps it is this is this is tough this is this is interesting, very hard like- like that that one step. I'm trying to piece together what that one step is. Because once we get that, we're good. We're good. We roll on tables and we're wrapped. Yeah. But it's,
1: just, it's that one step
0: that's very interesting.
1: Because it's like if they because the question becomes if they don't do this, then there will never be peace. There will never yeah. there will just be the gale. Is it that you know the longer this conflict rages on, like the stronger the gale becomes, and Hollow Creek can only hold out for so long. You know, but then it becomes once again like we said. We don't want it to be a desperate grab of power. You know, just what save if the it town. is? Okay,
0: I have a pitch. What if it is um, in the same way that both that both cities have need something, both cities have something or not have something. Both cities want something, so that from the gale they will they because they they're going for an object that would allow them to control the gale. So they both want something from oh, that okay one of them wants to be able to like uh tran you know ship their goods across like you know open up some sort of some sort of merchant or mercantile enterprise right one of them wants to uh, and one of them wants it for some sort of communication or something like that like the, I, I, the specifics of it don't matter so much as they both want it for very specific ends yes that uh that that uh lavender has a realization of like if someone had that power naturally we c- I could give that to them
1: mm. without ne-
0: them needing to fight for this object like the, it's it ties into that idea that, that the com- that the commune the communing with this object is a-, a widening of thought. yeah, so it's it's what if what if what if the object wasn't the way to do this? What if there were other ways to give you the things that you want from this object, therefore addressing the the, the thing that you're fighting for? okay. What if I what if I created myself as an object and offered myself to you, therefore giving you what you want without needing you needing to fight for this thing?
1: I am obsessed and I have an image for this and because to wrap this up and kind of put a bow on it and kind of like say like, and that's the Mm tale. Nothing is working. You know, they're a simple apprentice cutter. Their power and knowledge of crystals goes only so far there's this gale that's been, you know, constantly like, you know, imagine living in a town where your shutters are constantly slapping against the building and like it's this loud, horrible gale that's constantly mm-hmm. blowing. And the only people who can help you solve it are at war with each other because they want other, they want different things that do not agree with each other. So the only way out is by saying, if I can have more power, you know, I can circumvent, I can get around both of these, both of these hoop heads who refuse to agree which would be to the benefit of hollow creek would be to the benefit of city a and b what if i become the bridge between all three parties you know instead of thinking we're thinking as if it's like a road and then one's caught in the middle i think they're like what if it becomes like a triangle and it's all this person thing so i think they accept the they accept the mastery of the crystal and the image that i get is this cave with this gale rushing out of it right yeah, it, it it you can't stop it with magic. So I'm thinking that Lavender becomes this figure in this region, this this uh, more larger than life force. And they take the form of this crystal giant and kind mm-hmm. of become like a bridge between the two cities, like a physical yeah. crystalline bridge smashes out of the ground because they would just I guess they sit down next to the opening in the gale after studying it. And they're like, I-, I can't understand you but if i become part of the greater tapestry i can i can just you know god i can best you at least i can do something yeah. it's not about beating the gale it's just about bridging these three people I and love s- it. so that they become like a crystal bridge this structure like erupts out of the ground and kind of goes over the gale and blocks it off from all parties but everyone can accomplish their goals because now there's this crystalline bridge and crystalline road and you know what i mean this beautiful gleaming and they just refer to it i think as the lavender gleam this area this like region is now known as the lavender gleam and it's like this giant three city city state Mm -hmm. does that work yeah, I love it. Okay, because it's kind of like, it makes me think of, like, everybody who chooses this path becomes larger than life, becomes sort of like a legend. Like, you know, does yeah. something, some grand act, and then, like, you know, fades into the the, the grander tapestry. Yeah. Love it. Tables? Tables.
0: Hey! All right, so let's roll on some tables. Uh, I've got here the Endless Soul background. I don't know if it'll work per se. We might pivot. We'll find out. But yeah, we'll roll we can on twist and,
1: and turn like the lavender roads of the lavender gleam. Give me a <laughs> D8 for a personality trait. D8. Okay, that's a 10. All right, D8, go. Oh, we came out of the box. One second. D8, go. Five. I openly accept death because I know I will be back you're part of something bigger. Yeah. Like, like we said, that's perfect.
0: Yeah. They've, they've, they, they, they are very at peace with this decision, which is kind of how we'd kind of been describing it this whole time. Cause they're like, yeah, it's part of a large, you know, it's understanding that it's part of a larger
1: thing. Can I give a pitch of kind of how, based on that, what being a master means? Yeah. You can either become part of the tapestry and like fuel future generations or make one grand act. Like, this was such a grand gesture, and I think it's like, and they fade. You know what I mean? I dig that. I dig that. Yeah, you either do something really dope and, like, save the world, you know, you catch Meteor, or you become, like, you know, part of, you know, future Gem Cutter's power. I dig that. Cool. Give me a D6 for an ideal. Animal D6, go. Three, frog.
0: Justice. I will see justice done if not for me, then for the common folk. They're doing this for everybody.
1: Yeah, it started. I think their entire life has been watching people in Hollow Creek kind of like suffer in the wind and like their entire life has kind of been dedicated to like helping people who cannot help themselves. I love it. They're a superhero. Love <laughs> yeah. D6 for a bond. One horse. A higher
0: power granted me my soul's ability. I must follow their will. Oh,
1: oh, hmm. I love. That. I mean, that obviously means a crystal or a ma- yeah. or some someone, but hmm. I like that they understand. It's
0: it's it's it's. They said they're a crystal nerd. They're somebody that like has understood the magical potential of crystals and understands how that connects into a larger way of seeing the world.
1: I dig it, and I, I have this image of. At the at the cave of the Endless Gale or whatever we're calling it, there are a lot of big crystals there, not like Master, but like people who have tried before them to stop this and mm-hmm. have become a crystal like in an attempt to make this work. And I think that's like a lot of like, well, I'm not going to, you know, I'm willing to go. I'm willing to go all in to stop this thing. You know yeah. what I mean? It's It's they've yeah. seen the generations of apprentices before them they're like, oh my god, I stand on the shoulders of, like, so many amazing apprentices. I have to end this. I'm into it. Crystal mode, activate! Cool. Give me D6 for a flaw. D6, go. Six,
0: eagle. Six, if I see any who betrayed me, their blood will spill on my hands. Nothing will stop me. Don't fuck with them. <laughs> <laughs> They'll fucking kill you?
1: Is that it? <laughs>
0: They, they, they're just,
1: here's the thing, separate from everything, they're just real spiteful. No, <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, wouldn't you be, you know how hard it would be to sleep with all that wind and like these two places could stop it, but they just don't because they can't agree. I would be like, <laughs> the- yo, don't fuck with me. Okay. I have the power not. of crystals Do not and cross anime. with me. Yeah. Do not cross me here. Yeah. Like it's someone, they're so tired. Lavender Gleam is like, they're exhausted. Tight. That's a good way to put
0: it. They're just like, God damn it.
1: Yeah. You know, oh my god!
0: Like the, ugh, they just, have to sit through thousands of hours of like bickering diplomats meetings, and they're just like, "Oh my god, oh my god, you are just you both I'm are gonna, just the worst." I'm gonna
1: strangle you to death with
0: my own two hands.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. What'd you say? Nothing. Oh, nothing. Please continue. Oh god. Oh, I'm gonna actually gonna go outside. I'm gonna put a new layer of crystal on. If you're not, if you're not paying attention, the horror of Hollow Creek. This wind, <laughs> everyone's just shouting because it's so fucking windy. And they're like, do you not even see how loud we have to be? Oh, my God. I hate all of you. Just so I hate tired. You. I hate you all it so much. takes no shit from anyone. This is a very no bullshit uh, apprentice. Yeah. It makes them kind of hard to get along with. But, like, because they're just so tired, everyone's like, they're, like, not nice. And they're like, you wouldn't be either, okay, if you had to put up with this kind of shit. I like that a lot. Damn, is that it? I think that's a wrap. Ah, oh, fuck yes. Thank you so much, Merle or Merle, for your amazing prompt. Merle used our prompt submission form and uh, prompt submission page in our Discord. And, you know, feel free to spam away. If you have prompts you want to submit to our podcast, there are a gajillion ways to do it, and they're all a super lot of funds.
0: You can tweet at us at AmyS underscore podcast using the hashtag fantasy children. You can post them to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash all You can email them to us at allmyfantasychildren at gmail.com. Or you can go to bit.ly slash AMFC Discord and drop them in our Discord like
1: Aaron just said. Fuck yes. Um, Check out our Bandcamp page. Search All My Fantasy Children Bandcamp. Um, And, you know... Feel free to just tell us if you like the show. I recently saw someone being like, I see a lot of love going around about this thing I'm working on. Tag me. If you're enjoying the show, if you want to tweet yeah, it, if you're at, tweeting at about us, us add us. us. on Twitter. Because, we my wanna, God, We want to hear it. We want to know if you like our show. You know, it's just, I know you're probably thinking, like, eh, I, should, I don't have to do that. It's like a very small gesture that can make someone's day. It makes, it, it brightens our entire day. Oh, yes. Um, Jeff is a second podcast that you should be listening to and tweeting about.
0: I do. Party of One is an actual play podcast focused on two-player role-playing experiences. Every week, I sit down with a friend, we play a two-player game, we share some laughs, maybe a few tears, and we
1: have a really good time. New episodes drop Tuesdays at partyofonepodcast.com fuck yes all my fantasy children is proud to be a part of the one shot podcast network the one shot podcast network is home to a s- assortment of incredible podcasts and streams shows like system mastery uh backstory shows like um one shot shows like one shot arms of the tide and arms of the tide all amazing shows go check them out at one and what else do we do on the show uh we do a verbal hug god damn right it's up? a new year. Oh, yeah. It's a new year. It's a new start.
0: You know, it's, an, it's, it's arbitrary to say that. And I think people often, you know, say like, oh, you got to do everything brand new. But like, it is an opportunity to stop and look back at what you accomplished in the last several hundred days and to say, okay, here's what I've done. Here's what I want to do. Here's where I want to be. Here's who I want to be. And there's no time to start it like today. There's no time to start it like now. And I think that's that's beautiful. And I I want I want you to take a moment and to look back at how far you've come and to look forward at what you where you want to go and figure and think about what the steps to take to get there are. I I, I think I, I am a big proponent of that experience of like acknowledging that you've come so much farther than you think. And looking ahead and realizing that like where you want to be is so much more achievable than you realize.
1: Yes. And if you don't know where to start or you don't know where to go, ask someone who you think knows, like, mm-hmm. you know, ask around. Don't be afraid to ask for help. You know, I'm starting a thing. I want to get started on a thing. Does anyone have any pointers, any tips, any words of wisdom or pitfalls to avoid? Do it. Don't be scared. You can even add us. I don't care. Um, yep. yeah, you can. There's a new year. Chase your joy. Mm hmm. Oh, um, yeah. Is that all we do? I think that's it. Oh, real quick. I, am ma- I made these things on, that I put them on the All My Fantasy Children YouTube page. They're quick uh, six, five to six minute videos that recap our, like what the show is about. And I recently did one about our creation myth. So go and check those out on our YouTube page. Just search All My Fantasy Children and you'll find them. They're called All My Fantasy Children Explained. They have lovely visual aids made in Microsoft Paint. Check them out. Love it. But anyway. It. And on that note, until next time, good, good night, night and good game. game. I've never wanted to be anyone who people call a symbol or a hero or anything like that. I kind of just wanted to exist. When you're an apprentice, you know yourself pretty well. I know if I had it my way and there was no Gale, I would spend every minute of every day hunting for crystals. I'd be down by the river. I'd be in the forest. I'd be in the caves and mines. Man, I would never stop. But if you can do something that helps people, you should do it, right? Good deeds feel good. I felt good when I was creating that dome, or when I was trying to broker peace for decades. But I'll admit, I didn't want to do these things. I would have much rather studied those who have entered the Great Tapestry. If I can be completely honest, I would have much rather stayed an apprentice. I never wanted this responsibility thrust on me. I just wanted to study crystals, you know? That would have been awesome. But no, that's not the way. I'm an apprentice. I'm a gem cutter. And seeing all of you down here in this cave, all of you gem cutters who've entered the great tapestry, I feel like I'm just part of something bigger, you know? Did each and every one of you come down to this cave as an apprentice, discover the source of the gale, and decide to become a master? If you did, were you even from Hollow Creek? Were you just passing heroes, wanting to do something, wanting to help people you don't even know. In a way, you're part of Hollow Creek's tapestry, not just the grand one. Not just Hollow Creek, but the three cities. Maybe becoming a master isn't giving up something. It's becoming a part of something. I want to spend the rest of my days looking down on it from above, seeing what the three cities become when they're united. I'm standing on the shoulders of generations of masters, I think I'd like to pave a road for that little apprentice who just wants to panhandle by the river. I can't wait to see what my home becomes.